0: Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the November 3rd, Thursday morning edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge dot and former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back. Uh, flying solo today. Did not do a podcast last night immediately after the game because perhaps like you, I was watching something much more historic. I was watching the Cubs game and flipping back and forth between that and watching the Blazers on on a second screen. But my focus for the night uh, was the Cubbies. My girlfriend also uh, was rooting for the Cubbies, so definitely uh, was focused there. How can you not watch that? I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm as big as an NBA guy as you will find. However, some things are are just you know you got to tune in, and and last night with the Cubs and the Indians both trying to fight off major playoff. Championship droughts with the Indians having 68 years between their last championship and the Cubs with 108. There's a rain delay, which kind of worked out a little bit uh, for for watching both games, but the Cubs won last night, and it was pretty weird that even out here you could feel the energy, even in Portland, that people cared about it. It was it was one of those few times almost like the Super Bowl where or Game seven of the finals last year, where, you know, mostly everyone cares, but this was even much bigger than that because of the history between both teams. And it, it was pretty spectacular. The Blazers on but that's so long story short, that's why there was no podcast last night. That's where we're late, uh, getting it up today. However, we were not going to leave you without a podcast because we have some important stuff to talk about. The Blazers fall to two and three. After losing on Wednesday night in Phoenix to the Suns, Eric Bledsoe hits a step-back game-winning three-pointer in Damian Lillard's face to give the Suns their first victory of the season, and the Blazers really squandered one. Uh, I I think that if you ask them, they would say that too. So m- let's just call it how it is: the Blazers squandered a chance to win the game last night. They were up seven with under six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were unable to get stops that they needed down the stretch. It's unfortunate for someone like Myers Leonard who came in off the bench and had a really strong game. I mean, it's unfortunate for all of them, but I'm focusing on Myers in particular because he had been out of the rotation he had not played very much in the first four games and gets a chance to to play more minutes and they don't play Vonley last night. He not only helps space the court, but he makes huge plays down the stretch. He sends the game into overtime off of some excellent draw, play drawing by Terry Stotts where they basically ran the exact same play that they ran at the end of regulation against Denver, where they got Damian Lillard coming off a screen heading towards the basket for an, for a lob. And instead of going off of Lillard and perhaps knowing that the Suns had scouted that play, because of course they would, because that's what you do, if you're an NBA team, you prepare for the 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 pet plays and the sets and the out-of-bounds stuff from the other team. And the Blazers, knowing that, just let the play run a little bit and they went to a different option. And instead of going to Dame off of the screen, they let Leonard set the pick and then peel away to the rim and Plumlee hit Leonard up high and, and, and Leonard laid it up to, to send the game into overtime Leonard was 5 11 from the field, 12 points, five rebounds, three assists. I thought one of the things that was really impressive with Leonard was how patient he was. It wasn't just, he catches the ball, he shoots, he's going to work through the clock. He was working into the dribble handoffs, uh, really showing a lot of comfort, handling the ball and moving without the ball. I think that's something that we didn't get to see as, as much as I would have liked in the preseason because he was not healthy. And, It's a theory that our own Dane Carbaugh has that Myers may not still be 100% healthy because of the inability to train on certain aspects of his game or certain aspects of strength while recovering from shoulder surgery. But last night, we saw a lot more of the type of stuff that we saw when he played briefly in the preseason before after he got back from the shoulder surgery and before his back started bothering him and he's moving without the ball, it's being patient. It's not immediately taking the shot. If you're immediately open early in the shot clock, because while he has more respect as for, from opposing defenses as a shooter, he doesn't, you know, he still has a lot of room a lot of times because Lillard McCollum just command that much attention. And I thought that last night, uh, I thought that Leonard really helped with, the, really helped the team with Turner out there. We talked about it briefly on the podcast after the Warriors game on Tuesday with Danny Larue and Dan Carbaugh. But on that podcast, we did bring up bringing in Myers Leonard maybe as a way to help Turner and while the early returns on turners on court off court plus minus or really bad it could also have been that perhaps the blazers did not have the best combination of players around him to fit with turner and we talked about how adding leonard could help with the spacing because while Vonleh has knocked down three-pointers it doesn't really seem that he's a, a, a three-point threat a, a, as much as Leonard is because teams are used to having to think about Leonard in that way, whereas Vonley, I don't think, has gotten there reputation-wise. And it's important to understand that t- that reputation matters almost as much as the the actual skill especially when it comes to shooting and gravity and drawing defenders away from the paint and towards the three point line for certain shooters and Danny mentioned the other day that sometimes it either the recognition of a, of someone being a good shooter comes a little later than it should and the recognition of someone losing their shot comes a little bit later than it should and so I think Leonard just by the fact that he's been on scattering points as a three point shooter for a long time draws attention and I think you saw some great moments last night with Turner on the floor, with Leonard. One that stands out in particular, you know, Turner swings it to Myers Leonard on a fast break from underneath the hoop, behind the back, past the Leonard for a wide-up and three. He didn't knock it down, but it. The, that's the type of stuff that you want to see. That's the type of stuff that I think is the ideal contribution of an Evan Turner because when they signed him it was he's gonna facilitate more, he's gonna create. And unfortunately for the Blazers, he hasn't really created a whole lot for the Blazers. And for instance, the Blazers assist ratio goes down when Evan Turner hits the court, even though his numbers as a individual assister uh, last year were really good, and one of the that was one of the things that was brought up to justify the uh, Turner signing, so to speak. But right now, it it, it hasn't translated to uh, a harmonious offense for the second unit. But they threw Myers Leonard out there to go to a more to a look more like the one they had last season during their great run that got them to the fifth seed after around the All-Star break when they went to Ed Davis and Myers Leonard in the front court with Davis guarding the more the quicker, stretchier forwards and Leonard guarding the centers. They would have, last night they had Ed Davis on Marquise Chris and they had Leonard on Alex Len. So this is something, this is the thing about the Blazers, That we are going to deal with all season long. And they have so many weapons. And it's about finding the best combinations. And the best way to make the most of all the talent on their roster. And last night it was Leonard. They lost. It was a close game. The Blazers have had a lot of those recently. But once again. Myers Leonard. Good to see him out there tonight on uh, on Wednesday night. Good to see the growth in his game. And while the Blazers did lose this one, I think it was a better loss than there are no I guess there are no good losses, especially when you are the Blazers. However, I do in general like the way that they're playing, especially late in these games. They have gotten in a lot of close games, and I definitely think it's fair to argue that they shouldn't have gotten in some of these games that are so close, especially like last night when they have a lead late. But they have done a really nice job late in games, getting good shots. And I don't mean, I, I feel like with the Blazers a lot of times, the fourth quarter heroics almost always come down to Lillard Hitting a crazy shot, or CJ hitting a crazy shot, or someone knocking down a, a, a three pointer. I, it, it doesn't ever seem like they were, it didn't ever seem when they would go for a last shot, okay, they need a bucket. Well, they're going to go to the hole. And Lillard and McCollum, both against Denver in that close game and also last night in overtime, have really done an excellent job of letting the threat of the jumper and their range create open spaces for them to get to the rack. I think when guys of that size have that range, you get caught up into their shooting threat. It's a, it's the same Steph Curry problem, but it's even more effective if you can do that and also have the quickness and the quickness to blow by your man and then the skill to finish around the basket, absorb contact, and finish strong. And last night, Lillard McCollum and perhaps we're also seeing a little difference in how these two guys are officiated, which I think is good for the Blazers because they've been around longer. They have more of a reputation as stars, but they were getting some calls last night and they were looking for it, but they were smart about it. And... It's not to say that it's that it's dirty or, or or not part of the game because it is. Getting the calls is part of the game. James Harden is a great job. Does a great job at it. He is an MVP candidate. Westbrook, CP three, so many guys are masters at manipulating the officiating, and I think to an extent, Lillard and McCollum are a little bit better at that, and. I and I, I like the way that they're getting to the rack late in these situations and that they're getting a lot going towards the hole because I think when you think of the Blazers and you think about how good of a team they are, or what type of team they are, you think perimeter immediately, but I think getting to the paint more, working with working into the middle more and really drawing that defense in is going to give them even more balance because over the years, the Blazers have had trouble getting to the rim offensively. And I think that early on in this season, while they are 2-3, and they are below 500, and there are no moral victories, I do like the way they're playing offensively. Obviously, the biggest problem right now for the Blazers is on the defensive end. So far through five games, the Blazers are... 23rd in the NBA in defensive rating. So, they are right now let's just we're just going to call it like we see it. Right now their net rating, which is the differential between their offensive rating and their defensive rating. And for those of you that who are not aware, offensive and defensive rating are measures of offensive and defensive performance on a per possession basis rather than a per-game or per-minute basis to be more accurate uh, in terms of measuring the game and efficiency. And the Blazers' net rating is at minus 3.4, and the Lakers are at minus 4. So the Blazers and Lakers have basically played the same quality of basketball right now overall on a per-possession basis, even though the Blazers have been come into the season with you know more expectations and more pedigree as a winning team they haven't performed very well defensively and and they really need to get better at it that was the the biggest thing that that really hurt them last night they they had some good things going with Myers Leonard in there at center and they still struggled though defensively. The lineup that Leonard was in this for a lot of the game for eight minutes last night was Leonard, Harkless, Crab, Lillard, and McCollum, and the Blazers had a minus thirty nine point five net rating, which means that although uh Myers Leonard was really strong. That lineup last night was not very good defensively or did not grade out defensively. Another lineup with Leonard did pretty well. The lineup with Turner, which, as we mentioned, it was kind of one of the first times that the team had played well with Turner on the court because while a lot of things that you might see, uh, promotional materials or something or cherry picking off of Evan Turner's individual statistics would make you believe that he is really finding his groove. And I think last night was a little bit more, you could say that he was finding a little bit more of a groove because the team found a groove while Turner was on the court instead of Turner getting his, getting his buckets and the team not performing well, which has been the case for the early part of this season And last night was kind of the first time that the second unit broke from that narrative. But defensively, it's still the biggest problem for the Blazers right now. I just mentioned their league ranking. Their offense hasn't been that much, hasn't been very good either, which is this team's calling card. And I think a lot of that also has to do with the bench. When you lose a ton of offense because the unit that you're putting out there maybe doesn't know how to play together which has been the case with a lot of the turner units that have played so far that's going to come that's going to hurt your numbers and the blazers offense as it stands right now is ranked average in the league and this fluctuation that they've been having with good performances from the starting lineup or at least decent ones and then the bench really just going in the tank in this early part of the season has led to these situations where the Blazers have to come up with heroics and come up and and be in tight late-game situations. Again, looking at NBA.com, as of Thursday, the Blazers are tied for the second most games that have gone into the clutch, which the NBA determines as a game that is within five points in the last five minutes. And the Lakers have been in five games of clutch situations where the game is close at the end, and the Blazers have been in four. And not. They are getting into these situations more than most teams. And I think you have to point to the inconsistency offensively, the inconsistency defensively, and the fact that they have still as much as I like some things that they're doing, like I talked about their late game offense and how much I like that. The inconsistency on both ends is really causing some problems because it's getting this team into situations that I don't think that they should be in because they are really talented. I think they have more talent than most teams. They have guys on this team up and down the roster that not only have talent, but have already contributed and have experience contributing and so to see them get into close game situations like they did last night against the Suns when they had – and I think I think the Suns are also very talented. I, I thought that they would be kind of a good-bad team. Their start to the season has not rewarded that thought, but I still think they, they, they have the tools to be a, a competitive team even though they probably won't make the playoffs. And still – The Blazers need to be able to take care of teams like that because if they want to be the team that they say they want to be, they need to be able to take care of business when they have a lead on the road or they are just a better team and more experienced. And that's really the difference. That's the thing that's going to push this team to a top four seed. Those are the things that are going to push them further in the playoffs to be more competitive. And last night, they didn't, they they still haven't really made any progress in the first five games in just being more consistent. And that is a whole lot of things. It's not just any one thing, but if, you know, the bench, how Turner's fitting in with the second unit, the defense, across the board all those things are are, are contributing to the Blazers struggles even the starting lineup which I think you look at as a lineup that you want to be a little bit more defensive oriented around Lillard and McCollum because you have Aminu and Harkless neither one of those guys are thought of as as great shooters although both of them did bounce back from Uh, a really rough night shooting against Golden State to go a combined four of eight from three last night so that was good to see but defensively that lineup hasn't been where, where you'd like it to be their defense has been below average but it's still been better than a lot of the units that the Blazers have put out there but they need to get better they need to get more consistent and I don't know when that starts, but we really can't assume that it's going to start anytime soon. we got to see it. And they're going to have some good opportunities here against teams that have a lot of talent and teams that are of playoff pedigree. And teams that normally make the playoffs in Dallas and Memphis, while I don't think either one of those teams will make the playoffs, they have... Lots of playoff experience, lots of good veteran players, good coaches. And those teams are going to be a test for the Blazers. And I I, I can't say that they're going to just figure it out because they've had trouble uh, being consistent against a lot of teams. Granted, it has not been an easy schedule for the Blazers either. They've had to face Utah, which they caught a break with some injuries there for, for the Jazz. They've had to play Golden State. They've had to play the Clippers, Denver, and Phoenix on the road where the road is where the Blazers struggled a lot last year. So it it hasn't been easy either. So that's another thing to think about with this 2-3 start is the inconsistency has been there, and I think that is something to address. However, they have not had very many easy ones. But in the league and in the Western Conference, they're not going to get that many easy ones. I think you even look at teams like the Lakers, who a lot of people don't think are going to be good. They are putting up a pretty good fight, and they have been performing pretty well so far. And I I don't think there's any gimmies. So... The the Blazers do need to pick it up a little bit defensively. I don't know when they do it. I don't know how they do it. I think last year they found that recipe with the starting lineup, and that starting lineup has still been great. The offense has been solid uh, for the most part, but they, as a group, need to pick it up on both ends because as of right now through five games, this performance has not been what – They want, or what a lot of folks have expected, granted it is early, but the performance on both ends, completely irrespective of the record, is something that you want to see improve. I think the way that the Blazers are playing is more concerning than the record, and I wonder how long it takes them to figure it out, and how long we're going to be having this conversation of things not meshing or players not playing well but it seemed like we saw some progress last night on one end with the improvement offensively and better play from the second unit with Myers Leonard in there however defensively I still think we're all we're all still waiting to see what these guys can do the Blazers lose on Wednesday to the Phoenix Suns in overtime 118-115 Damian Lillard finished with 27 points. He also had five rebounds and five assists. And C.J. McCollum had uh, one of his better offensive games of the young season with 24 points on 8 of 18 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3. Did hurt last night that Lillard went 1 for 8 from 3, but fortunately for the Blazers, at least on the offensive end, I don't think they really lacked shooting. While, of course, it would be great for Lillard to make most of his threes and get to 40 points. The Blazers got some pretty good supplemental shooting last night from Harkless, Aminu, Crabb, and Leonard and McCollum, so they were able to recover nicely offensively. It was just the defense late. And also, while the Blazers did have a lot of slip-ups defensively, I thought throughout the game... The game winner by Bledsoe was itself a tough shot, but that's what you get by putting yourself in the position to be in a close game instead of what I think the Blazers should have done, and that is hold on to the lead, protect it when you're up 7. But that's the NBA. There are no easy ones, and inconsistency will get you into those situations. So the Blazers must figure out a way to be more consistent. They just haven't. Performed up to their capabilities so far in this early season it seems like they're figuring some stuff out but uh it's, it's an ongoing process and they are two and three so uh, i guess that'll wrap it up for this edition of locked on blazers subscribe to the podcast on itunes if you listen to us on fan rag sports thank you for listening and subscribe on iTunes, as I just mentioned, but also on TuneIn FM, if you like listening to podcasts there, or the Google Play Store or Stitcher, uh, go all to the to all of those places, and of course to the fine folks that host our podcast, Audio Boom. You can find links there, downloads there, and keep listening. We'll be back. Later on in the week, the Blazers play next on Friday against the Dallas Mavericks. They're on a little road trip, so we'll keep tabs on them as they go and try and find some consistency out there on the road.